My name's Red, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Arrest. Hey guys, welcome back to what has been established as Fanhole's tradition. We're here doing another Transformers Tuesday show for you. And what we like to do in this is pass off some Transformers entertainment to the rest of the Fanholes on the show. And uh, I guess we're kind of doing like a round robin thing. And last week, or the last time we did Transformers Tuesday, uh, we did it with Mike and... Tonight, I guess we're going to be doing it with myself, and uh, what I picked out for the fan holes to explore and discuss was a two-issue comic book. This was kind of a rare United Kingdom British exclusive. It was a G1 mini-comic that was given away with the Metrodome G1 Season 2 Part 2 DVD box set, and the comic is called the Beast Within. Uh, the Beast Within is written by Darren Jamieson, and the pencils are from a guy named Dylan Gibson. Me, Grimlock, know all about wipers. Want to hear good part of story? Good part, copy, tell swoop, good part. Just to get into a quick synopsis, and hopefully we can get it out of the way and start talking about the comic itself. Basically, the story begins in Medius Reus, there's a very brutal battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons, and the Autobots are apparently losing the battle. There's some crappy, wannabe, Frank Miller-style internal monologue that's going on, which we're supposed to understand as belonging to the Dinobot Grimlock, because there's a little panel where Springer, among a bunch of other Autobots, are like crying out, like, Grimlock, help us! So Grimlock's really concerned um, that... Whatever he could do to help this in this battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons, he's thinking it would kill both of them. So he's determined not to let, quote-unquote, him out again, whoever that him is. And meanwhile, Cosmos, Powerglide, Optimus Prime, they're all getting their wallets taken by the Decepticons. Uh, Grimlock, he, he casually reaches over and crushes Thundercracker's head like Gallagher smashing a watermelon on stage. Grimlock is calling out to his Dinobot team, but they're busy getting their wallets taken by the Constructicons. I'm pretty sure it's Swoop, or it might be Inferno, but one of them basically looks like they're getting gang-raped by the Constructicons. <laughs> then, uh, Optimus is about to be pretty much executed, like gang-style, by six Decepticons with these lasers all pointed, like, right at his face. And he's basically crying like a little bitch, like, Primus, save us! Like, he's all upset and everything. And I kept looking at that panel over and over again, and I go, that's not Optimus Prime, because I couldn't imagine Optimus Prime doing that. But the more I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, that, that is Optimus Prime. And he's about to be, like, kind of executed gangland style, and I don't know. Anyway, he's crying like a little bitch. So... 
Grimlock decides this is the 11th hour, so he's got to release him, and he calls out to his team to unite. So then all these creepy, like, Akira, Tetsuo-style tendrils come, like, flying out of Grimlock, and they literally drag the Dinobots toward him, and it's like the unrated sequence. If you've ever seen the unrated sequence in Nightmare on Elm Street 5, when... Uh, the character Dan is on his motorcycle, and Freddy's like, feel the need for speed, motherfucker! And, like, basically, like, all these wires and mechanical parts basically come in, and they start grating on his, like, thighs and skin, and they go under his, you know, basically, it's, the unrated version is really gross and kind of grody and everything. And so it's like that, where all these wires, like, sort of penetrate all the Dinobots and everything. And uh, so then we see this big splash page of what is the title character, and I guess the combined form of the Dinobots is referred to as, quote-unquote, the Beast, right? So, and then even Megatron, like, is taking pause at this, because, you know, he's like, uh, 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 like, he can't even talk, right? (laughs) And so it's either that, or the typewriter was broken, because he can't even fucking command the Decepticons, right? Because he's like, oh, and like, Starscream's like, oh, you know, their their mouths are both gaping open and everything. It's just kind of, you know, fanboy nonsense, right? And so Megatron eventually mans up enough, to tell his men, okay, destroy that fucking thing. He doesn't destroy it, but he's like, all you other motherfuckers, you go destroy it. And so then the next page, like Rumble, a couple of the reflector guys, and Kickback, they all get killed with one fucking hit from the Beast. And kind of like Grimlock was fearing, uh, not only are Decepticons getting killed, but Wheeljack gets stepped on, and you can see it's the the snarl portion, which I guess snarls one of the legs, and he totally, like, steps on Wheeljack. So then the Predacons... They merge into Predaking, and then everybody's like, the Decepticons are like, yeah, kill that motherfucker, Predaking! And then the Beast basically just cuts Predaking in half with a fucking sword or something like that. So he's fucking dead. And then the Constructicons are, of course, peeing their fucking pants, because Predaking just got his ass kicked. And then Onslaught's like, you guys are a bunch of little girls. Like, come on, let's all go take his wallet. And then it's like Devastator, Menasaur, and Bruticus are basically going to go and, and try to fuck uh, the beast shit up. So then, all the seekers, while they're you know all these other assholes are combining to their you know merged forms, all the seekers are being led by Starscream, and they're all attacking the beast in the meantime. And then pretty much like the same way the other guys got taken out, like basically everybody but Starscream gets killed in a single hit. Like he just fucking takes out like every fucking seeker in like one fucking hit. And then Prime and Megatron, meanwhile, are continuing to fight just a regular Prime and Megatron routine alongside the Beast and all these other Decepticon gestalts. So Bruticus and Devastator, they jobber like bitches immediately. The Beast, he rips off Devastator's arm and smacks Bruticus upside the head with it. Megatron, meanwhile, he's calling for a retreat. He's like, come on, let's go retreat. And I'm like, well, most of your troops by now are probably fucking dead, like too dead to retreat, but, you know, whatever. He's saying, come on, let's retreat. And so Menasaur, basically, now at this point, has just seen Bruticus and Devastator get their wallets taken, and he's like, I'm slowly backing away. And he's backing away like a little kid, like he's trying to evade like his abusive father or something. Like, don't hit me, Daddy! Don't hit me, right? And so the Beast, he not only punches Menasaur in the face, but then he gives him, like, the ultimate Wolverine treatment, like he was Ultimate Hulk. He picks him up overhead, and he just rips him into fucking two, like, separating his legs 
from his torso. And so, basically, the Autobots at this point that aren't Wheeljack are, like, horrified, and, like, Prime's like, okay, I got a reason with this crazy fucking beast thing, and he's trying to communicate to, like, the Dinobots inside, and particularly Grimlock, and he's like, hey, you gotta regain control here, like, you gotta stop killing all these people. And then, of course, the issue ends with like, these Akira blobby faces of all the Dinobots, you know, coming out of the little Tetsuo monster thing, going like, kill, baby, kill, kill, kill. And that's how we end issue number one. So that's the quick synopsis. Everybody, what what are your thoughts? My My immediate thought is that if Buzzsaw was there, the Decepticons would not have to retreat. Like, <laughs> Laserbeak got killed, but Buzzsaw wasn't there, and he would have, like, torn the Beast's eyes out. Awesome, awesome. All right, all right. What about you, Tony? Immediate reactions. Uh, worst fanfic ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say this right now. All you fuckers who are Transformers fans and been fans for a long time who gives Simon Furman shit for loving Grimlock? Oh, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, <laughs> this is like... Like you said, this is pretty much like fan fiction given license to be official, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 horrible. And also, Mike pointed this out before he started the podcast, the art is not good, especially in the Beast design. He looks like fucking nothing. Yeah. It's, it kind of seems like the guy is trying to, like, emulate, like, Pat Lee's yeah. art. Yeah, I, I, I could like, agree with that. It sounds like that this was released right around the same time period, so it definitely seems like he was trying to emulate that Dreamwave house style, or at least the, 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 the perceived edginess that that book had at the time. He's just big, gray, ugly, and, you know... To this day, I blame this story. For any fan who who has read this story, I blame this for contaminating their minds, including my own, probably Mike's as well, when everybody says, hey, wouldn't it be cool if the Dinobots combined? It's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, I think, like, people had long, like, fantasized, like, even before this about the Dinobots, like, combining, but not like this. Like, like not like, <laughs> like, this. Yeah, not like this. Yeah, it's what? like, are you, we take it back. It's, no, never mind. <laughs> what, what about you, Justin? What What are your immediate thoughts? Um, It was pretty horrible, like... I'd never read this before, so when I was reading it, I, it felt like a long-lost Dreamwave comic just because of the artwork and because they did a lot of that stupid stuff where they made Grimlock question his loyalties. Like, they always wanted to try and nudge him into being a Decepticon, and I hated that. So I was like, this must be like some long-lost Dreamwave thing that never got published for some reason. But now I know that the story behind it, but it it's pretty awful, just the art and especially the story. I mean, it's just really weird. It's got... There's a weird mix of, like, cast characters in there, too, because you've got, like, a close-up of Springer, and then you've got, like, Predaking in there, and, of course, they all get owned horribly. And it's just yeah. a weird mismatch thing. It's like nobody – it's just like everybody's like, let's take everything that's cool and put it in this, and it's not going to make any sense, but it'll be yeah, awesome yeah, there's in no, my there's mind. No, there's no um – there's no thought given to to what comes after this or even what came before this. I Just in case anybody's never read this, I just want to explain also that in addition to the, the story in itself just being pretty, you know, mediocre as it is, the lettering on this comic 
is awful. Like, someone yeah. broke the caps lock button on the typewriter or some shit, because there's, like, no punctuation, pretty much. Like, there's no periods anywhere. The caps lock button has been stamped on with, like, MacGyver piece of gum or something, because everything is, like, a yell, I guess you would say, right? <laughs> and then, basically, every once in a while, you're lucky enough to get an exclamation point or maybe a question. But pretty much it's, like, solid capital letters the whole way through without any punctuation. So it's not like it's easy to read in and of itself. And that may explain, like, the format it came in, you know, maybe, you know, because it was just an extra and a DVD. So, you know, maybe they're like, oh, we can't even... We can't even afford to fit these periods in this comic book or whatever. So I, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, there I, were no there were no punctuation. Well, I, I do like I, okay. my one like positive thing is like the only Decepticon like not to lose his shit is Onslaught, and I I like Onslaught, so I thought that was like kind of cool. But <laughs> well, then and then and then you know you, he he you must have missed the off panel thing after he got whacked upside the head by devastate his arm that Bruticus probably like shit his pants and cried like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever because obviously that was that was insinuated even if we didn't see it so I, I think the biggest problem with this story it, it, I mean we're not even in part two yet is like the writer really had no fucking idea of what would happen after this because he killed like the majority of the cast the fucking like you know series yeah, everyone's made of matchsticks in this story. Like, like yeah. when it, even when it opens, like you see like tons of dead, like recognizable characters all over the ground and stuff. Well, yeah, like I, I tried to point out a few standout characters to me. I, you know, if you want to go into anybody that stood out to you guys, but like, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, you have this kind of two-page spread or whatever it is with, you know, not only Prime in the middle of this, you know, gangland execution thing but you know cosmos is getting blown out of the sky and you can see power glide also like anybody who was in the sky at that point as part of the battle with the decepticons was getting blown the fuck out of the sky like for good you know so it was and Spr springer gets his head like stepped on and crushed yeah he's he's just totally messed up in that one clip where he's like crying out to grim grimlock yeah, anybody who had a problem with Transformers the movie or any of the comics where they kind of wholesale kill people, yeah, fucking read this. Yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, for whatever your thoughts are, I mean, it's very, very brutal. Like, I mean, as far as the treatment of the characters, I guess in terms of just the story, but also, you know, the treatment of, of the characters in the middle of this battle. Like, it's not... Uh, you know, it's not a G1 thing where, like, somebody gets, like, zapped by Megatron's cannon, like, they're brawn, and they just get back up the next minute, and they're like, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work I go. Like, they they look pretty messed up after they get hit by whatever it is they get hit by, so. As you said, Derek, many wallets get taken. <laughs> yes. Something, something that made me laugh, like, unintentionally, it's like, Freddy King combines, and then, like, in unison, Megatron starts screaming Blitzwing, they're like, kill it, Freddy <laughs> King! I was like, <laughs> in unison, it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. Do it, <laughs> they're like a, They're like a Greek chorus. They may something. as well have, like, cheerleader outfits on, like, do it, Freddy King! Do it! Go! No, it's like, it's Freddy like, King, it's Freddy like, King, uh, he's our man. It's like Pink Floyd or something. They're like, we don't need no beastmication. <laughs> you know. it, 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 well, and we still got another issue. That's what's really sad. 
Yeah, I mean, do you want to do you want me to go into the synopsis of the next issue, or do you want to kind of rag on this first issue any further? All uh, all I will say is that if Brian was here, he'd probably be, be mad at Menace or being a little like pansy and yes, getting yes, totally yeah, he yeah. would be very unhappy with the portrayal of Menace or and Menace or basically like he gets the Wolverine treatment. Like I mean, like he gets the worst. I mean, yeah, Onslaught you know, kind of gets to look a little cool. I think the Constructicons look like a bunch of little girls. Um, and then, but like Onslaught, yeah, he merges with his guys into Bruticus and kind of gets smacked upside the head. So it's like, it's not so bad. Like, he's not the guy in the prison drama that got his pants pulled down and like raped in the ass. It's like, he's just the guy who got like clobbered with like a, you know, I don't know, a can of tomatoes or something, you know? So it's like, he's not that bad, but it's like Menasaur, it's like, oh my God, like Menasaur just got bent over. It's like, no, Menasaur, no! Yeah. I I think that's why the fanfic thing just keeps coming back to me, because, like, it it would be different if, like, somebody put up a fight, you know, like, you know, a good punch or something, you know, made him angry or, I don't know, some bullshit. You know, he's got a couple of good tags in, but no, it's it's a complete bitchification of so many, like, characters we know, and it's just like, that would not happen that way. It, I mean, like, like uh, Mike was talking about Onslaught, you know, he would know, call you know, a plan, he's a tactical like, genius, you know? Like, if, if Bruce Tim like Grimlock, it, it just might happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just, I don't know, like I said, it, the, the, the term fanfic keeps coming up and up and up, and it's like... Yeah, there's horrible slash fiction where, you know, you don't want to read about it because it's really gross sexual stuff. But this is just as bad because it's just really some guy, like I said, who's like, I love Grimlock and I love the Dinobots. They'd be great if they formed. And not only that, but if they killed every fucking one. It is kind of like violence porn-esque. Like, like it's really, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. graphic. and Like, I, the one panel I that always, like, I have it as my avatar is, like, when the Dinobots are combining... Like, Slag pretty much, he forms one of the arms of the beast, so he pretty much, like, pukes up a giant, like, hand that, like, like I don't know, that uh, it just looks, like, really weird. Yeah, yeah the Dinobots yeah. seem to be really into this, you know, like, except for Grimlock, you know, they're not like, you know, like, we have formed Dino King, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, they're all to be kinda... fair, it doesn't seem like Grimlock's super into it either, I mean, he's trying the whole yeah. time. It, it seems like it's a very, um you know, Bruce Banner, Hulk type thing or, or something to that, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing where he's he's basically trying to fight off the urge to give in to this transformation. But, you know, the, the, the way they sort of escalate the stakes within like two or three pages, you know, if, if you're taking Grimlock's perspective and, and identifying with him, you know, you could possibly see why you you might give in to some you know, ultimate weapon type decision making, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So, I, I guess in the writer's mind, and I'll, I'll, I'm not really giving them props. I'm just like trying to understand the story. I guess he's going with the idea this is the like big final confrontation between the Alabas and the Septicons, which I guess is okay. But at the same time, that's a lot of ego there. There's like I'm writing the last Transformers story ever. It's like, really, dude? You didn't do a good job. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll get into part two here. I'll try to give a quick synopsis of that so we can keep the discussion rolling. Um, ironically, part two is subtitled Consequences. I don't think much thought was given to any of the consequences, but that is what it is subtitled. 
Um, it's worth noting that the cover for issue two uh, features a face-off between Prime on one side of the cover, and then the Beast is on the other side of the cover, and the battleground is littered with dead Autobots. Um, for shit sure, Windcharger is one of the dead Autobots. I'm thinking maybe it's like Blue Streak and Ironhide and some Decepticons on the cover, or maybe Aerial Bots. I can't really tell. It looks we, like it looks like Thrust, maybe. I see okay. like a red a red seeker esque okay. guy in front of. Because I, I was seeing like the green and purple and thinking, oh, maybe one of those guys is a Constructicon. You know, like I wasn't really a hundred percent sure because it's hard to make out. Who, it, it, who it's like you said, a lot of known characters. There's not a lot of uh, no names. Yeah. And so, anyway, as the comic book opens, we're treated to more dead Autobots. We see Cosmos, Sunstreaker, Prowl, Blue Streak, I think some Aerial Bots, and there's a close-up on Springer, among others. So all those guys are supposedly dead. Deader than donuts. I don't know. They're dead. Prime appears to be making a run for it, like Walking Dead style. It's like, they're like, oh my god, the zombie's right behind us. And he's got Ratchet, Ironhide, Skids, Bumblebee, and a wounded Jazz in the back of his trailer. So the Beast, he's like hauling ass after them, and he's showing up in Prime's rearview mirror, which is basically like swiped from Jurassic Park or some shit. And it's like, the Beast is like, you know, and they're in San Diego or something. Prime asks if Ironhide's hailed a mystery savior, and Ironhide basically is advising Prime, well, the ETA for contact is going to be in about four minutes. The Beast then takes a swipe at Prime's trailer, and basically Skids is history. So even if you wanted to make an argument and debate with me on the fact that, oh, all those other guys aren't dead, like Ratchet's going to patch them all up, like, Skids is definitely dead, because Bumblebee says, oh my god, Skids is fucking dead, like, in the dialogue. <laughs> so, there's no, there's no question. You can't deny that, at the very least, you know, if anybody died in the Battle of Endor, it's the Skids Ewok. He definitely fucking died, <laughs> right? So, oh, and, and basically, it, it looks like all hope is lost, but then Skyfire shows up in the nick of time to extract the leftover Autobots from the scene. Um, I'm not sure if it's a coloring error or not, but I just wanted to mention that it looks like when Skyfire extracts all these Autobots, you see all the people I described, except for poor Skids, who's dead, in, you know, jumping on board um, Skyfire. But it seems like on one of the med bays, some it looks like Springer to me. So I was like, I don't know. Where, you know, if Springer was in the back of Prime's trailer this whole time or not, or if it's just a coloring error, because it's like he was yellow and green, and to me it looked like Springer. So yeah, I, that, I, I'm not... That looks like Springer's head design, even though he was shown in the very first page as, as like, being dead. Like dead. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the deal with that is. Um, you know, Bumblebee... He's not dead, he's just sleeping. <laughs> he's, he's asleep. He's fine. Um... Bumblebee basically is, like, crying now. He's like, Optimus, like, please, my God, get on board. And then, of course, the Beast finally catches up with them. So Skyfire blasts off his exhaust, and that basically distracts the Beast for a minute and stops his pursuit. Um, so Skyfire flies off, and then Prime basically is continuing his retreat on wheels. So he's rolling the fuck out of there as fast as fucking possible um, because everybody's scared of the Beast. 
Um, Prime basically continues driving along. Eventually, I guess he decides enough is enough. He transforms. He stands his ground, plunks down his little Autobot feet. You know, one shall stand, one shall fall. He makes this final plea to the Dinobots. He's like, please, please, like, regain control. And then he's like, okay, this isn't going to work, and he shoots them. I think if it was that easy, if he just had to, like, shoot the fucking thing, he should have done that, like, a long fucking time ago before all these Autobots under his command died, but, you know, whatever. So the Beast, of course, the the Prime's blast doesn't really kill him. Their fight keeps continuing, and Prime's up against this cliff drop. So basically, Prime kind of goads the Beast into, like, punching him, but he punches him so hard that they both, like, fall off the cliff. So then, as they're falling, Skyfire shows up at the last minute, catches Optimus, and meanwhile, the Beast breaks into a million billion pieces at the bottom of the cliff, just like in Android Kakaida, if he used his move The End on one of the bad guys, and basically, like, that's pretty much the end of the issue. Um, You know, Skyfire um, then asks Prime, he's like, is it over, Prime? And then Prime like the typical asshole, inept, incompetent leader he is, because he's always leaving Decepticons in lava pits and doesn't fucking bother to check if they're dead or not, he basically is like, is it ever really over Jetfire? And is like, you know, I'm assuming at that point they just fucking walked away. Well, for away. Skip it is. <laughs> I'm assuming they just walked away. Prime didn't collect any of the parts. Didn't make sure whether Slag, Sludge, Snarl, Swoop, or Grimlock were alive. I think he just, they fucking rolled back to the Ark, had some fucking oil, and that was the fucking end of it. So, anyway, that that's basically, like, what, you know, I'm thinking. And, of course, he calls him Jetfire, um, which, you know, I've been calling him Skyfire the whole time, because he looks like fucking Skyfire to me, but whatever. So, that's the end of issue two. Well, I will say, and the artist does make the comment, like, and on the first page where he has a little, like, foreword that, like, he he drew, he drew in his own style for this issue, so no, like, Pat Lee aping. So I think the art was a little better in this issue, but otherwise, like, not not by much, but at least like it was he wasn't like aping Pat Lee, so I think that's an improvement no matter which way you slice it. It's kind of like if you don't if you don't take your headshot photos like Pat Lee does, like all gangster style with your shirt off. Artist was like, I should really button my shirt when I draw. <laughs> yeah, I should stop ripping people off when I draw. You know, like stuff like that. I, I will say this. I guess this is my comment for part two of this incredibly enthralling series. Have you ever been really sick with the flu? And, you know, sorry if this is a little bit graphic, but you've been, like, head over the toilet, grabbing the bowl, and you're, like, throwing up, and you're throwing up, and you're throwing up. And you're like, ah, I'm done. I finally got it all out of me. I am good. And that's what this issue was. You thought you were done, but it wasn't. It just I thought thought you were going to just talk about having, like, feverish dreams, but... I, I think this would also be a good fever dream. It's like one of those things, like where you you are so struck in and sick with the flu, like you you know, you know how like you sort of imagine like crazy stuff, or you have these weird dreams, or you can't sleep when you have like a feverish flu. Like this this is what that reminds me of, where you're like, wait, what? I, I went to sleep and I had the flu, and all of a sudden like there's a fucking hand coming out of Slag's mouth, and 
And yeah. Fucking, you know, everybody's dying, and like that couldn't possibly have happened. And of course, you wake up from the flu, and you're like, "No, Prime, it's fine. You were just having a fever dream. Like you, you just were tripping out, like tripping balls. Like yeah, everything's okay." That's a pretty good, yeah, description of it. Pretty much, it seems like it. Like this can't be real. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah. almost like it feels surreal. Almost. I, I like how Skyfire was the ultimate, like you know, response is like really Skyfire. Well, you have the, no other big that, flying Autobots. Maybe that just spells out like besides Grimlock, maybe one of the writers' other biases. Like maybe Skyfire was one of his favorite characters. So of course, Skyfire was the almost the Deus Ex Machina that basically, for the most part, solves uh, a great many of the problems that sort of. Yeah the Autobots face in that issue. I mean, you know, except for the ones who are already dead, but, like, you know. It, it would seem like if the Beast was really, like, so horrible and unstoppable as he was, like, painted and stuff, that, like, just a fall down a cliff wouldn't, yeah. like, end him, but it does. It does, it does. It breaks him up. Uh, well, you, you'd wonder if, it, like, the fall, like, it, in other words, if the, if there were consequences, like, intended to be had, like, if this was an ongoing comic, like, maybe that would have at least split the five parts, you know, so that the Dinobots could regain control or something, but they, they don't seem to have enough time to even delve into that. It's just like, oh, they've fallen off a cliff and they can't get up, and it's like, is it over, Prime? Is it? Is it? The end. <laughs> you know, like, and it's just kind of like, okay, like, I guess that's... That's that. But, I don't know. Like, maybe. See, see, the very what wasn't published was the very next panel after that, where Jetfire like looks at Prime and he's like, "Uh, yeah, it is the end. They're dead." <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it is the like, end. But check yeah, these motherfuckers they're, they're, real quick to be sure. You know. Also, I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be intentional at all, but it, I don't know. It just seems kind of lazy to me, or lazy writing, or whatever. But like when they're getting into Jetfire, uh, Ratchet like comments. Now that's what I call timing, Jetfire. <laughs> like then, like when Jetfire saves Prime from plummeting to his doom with the Beast, Prime also says, "Has anyone ever commented on your timing, Jetfire?" No, like, I don't know if that's supposed to be a callback to, like, Ratchet's earlier line, or the writer just forgot that he already used that joke, but it just seemed, I, like, I, stood out to me. All I can think of is, like, all those dead Autobots, like, you weren't so timely for those motherfuckers, were you? <laughs> you know, like, that's why I'm laughing. I'm like, well, no, that, but, like, Ratchet, you know, I mean, like, seriously, all your friends are dead, and you're like, you know what would be really good right now? A joke. Half of us are dead. The Decepticons are pretty much dead, too. Like, this is hilarious. Oh, fuck of a day, right, guys? Whoa. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Justin? It's I think it's even worse than the other one. I know, I know you said you thought the art was better, but I thought the art got worse. I mean, there's this panel where you've got the Beast chasing Prime, and there's kind of a close-up on Bumblebee's face, and he just has, like, the like worst hader expression <laughs> on his face. He's like, have we lost him off the mess? But I'm just like, I just keep looking at his face, and it's just so terrible. It haunts you. <laughs> I mean, never oh. mind just the general face of the beast himself. I mean, yeah. Some well, of the, it, like, it, at least, uh, I guess you can understand why this is in Canada, though, because at least he established useless Bumblebee for Rid, you know, later on. It just seems like, like I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the beast's face. It's like Grimlock's head, but then the bottom of it has this weird slapsticky, like, gooey 
saliva drooling, like, it's just very odd. Uh, the art kind of reminds me of, um, I think the guy's name is Lee Sullivan, uh, from the, like, uh, UK Marvel comic. I don't know, some of the, like, some of the, like, yeah, the, where, the, the panels where Prime is, like, shooting at the beast and stuff, and, like, the close-ups of the beast's face, it seems... I don't know, he had sort of a cartoony style, so I don't know, it just kind of reminds me of him, but it, it, like I said, it, it definitely doesn't remind me anymore of Pat Lee, so that's definitely a plus. <laughs> Getting better, but still not more better enough! Well, it, it, the funny thing is, though, as Mike mentioned this earlier, this is supposedly, like, sanctioned by Hasbro, and this is a part of the Transformers mythos, which is really disturbing. But my question is, which Hasbro exact? I would really hope it wasn't Aaron Archer. But when this came across their desk, they were like, this is great. <laughs> I don't know. As a, as a pack-in comic with a DVD, I'm sure, like, it got, like, handed off to, like, whatever, some Hasbro or whoever, like, approves these things. And they're like, what? Yeah, fine. It's good. Like, just get yeah, this out. Yeah, read it, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's said on the the Transformers wiki page that this comic. I, I think a lot of people ask, like, is a Dinobot combiner Gestalt? Like, is that in canon? And basically, the response from Hasbro is generally, no, that's not in canon. And then, you know, of course, Transformers wiki being the sort of sardonic wiki that it is, you know, basically goes on to say, well, I guess they never looked at this fucking piece of shit, you know, like that thing. So. For the record, fans, this makes Swoop and Grimlock from Energon, the combiner that people pay money for for some reason, look fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> it makes them look like an elegant triumph of engineering, <laughs> like, compared to... <laughs> yes. Uh, Mike, I was going to ask you because, uh, well, our Derek. I mean, I mean, I, I would assume you, since you're more the Transformers comic guy. Um, did this poor schlub go on to write anything else? I hope not. No, I don't think so. Good. I'm sorry. As far I, as I know, yeah. I hope he has a good career. I hope he makes money. I hope his family support. I have nothing against him as a person, but as a Transformers writer, no, sir, no. You're 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 good. You you did your little piece of shit. Now move on. <laughs> I don't know. It, it struck me more as like a fan who got a chance to do like something like, you know, like it's not like packing DVD comic is a big like deal or anything, you know, sure, it's, yeah. it's probably they just, you know, like uh, they got these two guys and, they, you know, they got an opportunity and they did they played in the sandbox for like, you know, for their little stint. But it's not exactly what anyone wanted to see, really. I wouldn't call it playing. I would call it shitting. <laughs> Shitting in the sandbox. <laughs> Let's roll this turd in some dirt. <laughs> what did you do to my sandbox? Oh no! <laughs> they took um, they took a major Count Dooku in the sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guess the, the the only positive thing I can say about this, and I'm trying to be positive, I really am, is at least even to the majority of the fandom. This story isn't completely well-known. Like, the the hardcore fans, like most of us, are pretty well-versed in Transformers. I mean, even Derek, because of me, Mike, and Justin, and Brian, he, he's, you know, been included in a lot of stuff. So he's he's pretty, you know, on the ball about stuff. But on the bright side, I'm just really glad that there's, like, not some 10-year-old who, like, you know, is like, I like Optimus Prime. He didn't have to deal with this shit. So at least there's that. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's true. I don't think this was anyone's like first exposure to Transformers, <laughs> so I like how <laughs> I like when Grimlock rips skids out of the trailer and then like Prime's just like, Is everyone alright? What happened? Like and then Bumblebee's like the only one who's like, We lost Skids, Skids is dead and like Optimus is like, Oh, it's just Skids, you know. <laughs> it's like, just some it's just some season two guy, like, is Ironhide and Ratchet still there? And they're like, Yeah, but and then what what are we complaining about? Like, you know? Ratchet, tell me a joke right now. I as far as trying to say something positive, the only thing I can think of is that the the comic is like people that like or enjoy, and I guess I'm not one of those people, but maybe I was for this comic book, that enjoy kind of like slowing down when there's an accident on the freeway. And like, just like, what what <laughs> happened? And they want to like roll down their window. It's like, gee, what's going on over there? Of course, it backs up traffic for miles. So as far as my first introduction to this comic, it was one of those things where I was like, there's a Dinobot combiner. There's a story where there's a Dinobot combiner and what? Okay, like that sounds kind of what? Okay, let me read the what? Oh, whoa, what is you know? And you're just kind of like, oh, oh, okay, and you're just kind of like reading it like, oh man, oh, 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 oh. It, it you know, it for all the wrong reasons. You're like, I don't want to read this. I don't want. Oh, I'm. I, I gotta read this because I. Well, it's like it's, it's like, like that it weird. Let's see what happens. It's like that weird thing where you just you're like, oh, did you see the latest wrestling episode where you know so and so got a you know a bucket of chairs dropped on their head or whatever, and you're just kind of like, and then you see it, and it's like there's more chairs that keep sprinkling out, and it's just like, oh, it, it hit him on the head again, and oh, oh, and it just <laughs> yeah. broke his leg, and oh, you know, like that hey, kind of thing. And uh, not only in this in this uh, issue, not only did he leave the cap locks on, but he he left the italics button <laughs> on too. Yeah, so it's like everything is like caps locked, caps locked in italics in this in this issue. We must italicize and capitalize everything. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, I guess that. that's like that's like the beast within, like where it's like. You can't, it's like, I don't want to let him out. It's like, what, what, you're going to press the caps lock button? It's like, I don't want to let him out. <laughs> wait, wait, are you going to press the italics button too? No, no, don't let him out. Uh, that, that, another positive thing, because this would be really funny. Imagine all your favorite G1 actors from the cartoon reading this at like a Comic-Con. If they were all still alive. <laughs> the Beast mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> Me, Grimlock, not want let him out. <laughs> no. Yeah, and you get poor Greg Berger just going, <laughs> for the beast. I said I'm fine, Jetfire. I'm fine. <laughs> I know Prime, but look at all these other dead guys. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh no, Skids is dead. Just the facts, Bumblebee. Just the facts. Just the facts. <laughs> Did we lose Roller? Then fine. Keep going. Keep going. I, I, I will I will say this. For all the people who hated All Hell Megatron or who hated Megatron Origins and you were like, oh man, IDW is putting out some shitty comics. Seriously. Read this and then read those back to back and you'll have a much greater appreciation for how bad something can really be. You'll be like, Megatron Origins, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Hey, the the planet of the drifts, Shakespeare compared to this. <laughs> right? yeah. All right. On that note, we are going to close out this show. 
So if you have any comments, any questions, any concerns, please email us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. We have our regular standardized fanholes podcast. Please tune in to listen to that if you like this show. We will also continue to strive to bring you Transformers Tuesdays. We have a lot, also a lot of other spinoff shows like Mobile Suit Mondays, Sentai Saturdays, Toku Thursdays. So if you're interested in any of those particular genres and you'd like to check those out, please do. We have a Facebook page. We have a Tumblr page. We have a Twitter, so you can follow us on all those social medias. So, until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike Underwing. This is Justin, the superior thing. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is Tony. Peace. The first episode we did the enemy within, and then this episode we did the beast within. Should we do the war within next? (laughs) The within trilogy. The within trilogy. We should do the war within too, so we just end it without nobody understanding what happened. (laughs) Hey, I understood what happened because I'm awesome. All right, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. What were you doing at the dogs? <laughs> You're fire breathing monster. Why are we selling heroin at the docks? Where's the He's like, actually, I was at the docks because I had to give my dog Fifi a walk in the water, and 